Interjection. So excitement. Or emotion. I will kill you. <laughs> and Reginald was home with the flu. The doctor knew just what to do. Can you show me how to do. delete a recording before I kill you? Cause that's he killed gonna... the infection. Okay. Plus <laughs> Time for die. And Reginald hollered some interjections. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to uh, take off my headset before I reached over there and started strangling my girlfriend. Once I'll do it again. It'll test me. Just throw your pot filter at me instead. <laughs> All right. Well, let's fucking get started. Now it's my girlfriend's turn to strangle me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rated T for F Word. My name is Ariel. And my name is Spencer. He just had to think about it really hard. No, I was working with our audio dials. I'm sorry. <laughs> So we are Rated T for Effort, a fan fiction podcast. This is episode five, which is very cool. <laughs> Sorry, getting some ASMR in here. <laughs> I'm taking that out. Oh my god! I have to listen to that like three times. <laughs> I love you. So this is episode five. Hope you're coming back after listening to our other episodes. <laughs> to episode four. <laughs> well, we have a we have a unfortunately a drop off from episode to episode. So those of you who are still sticking in and listening to every week or to every episode every other week, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get right into the trope this week. I say after we've. Already, this recording's already been running for probably about 15 minutes because I started it super early by accident. Um, anyway, so last week I promised you we were going to be doing an AU because you seem to like those more than the other ones we've been doing so far. Um, and I got you a pretty good one. So we're going to go ahead and start with your guess of what Soulmate AU is. <laughs> Sorry, that was very drawn out breath <laughs> i'm assuming soulmate is essentially the idea that you are physically well spiritually bonded to a certain other character so essentially like you it's kind of a hard way of describing what a soulmate <laughs> is because you have to explain what a soulmate is where it's kind of like someone that you might see after a second or two and be like oh this is the person i'm meant to be with mm -hmm. and sometimes i feel like things can be like almost like in a spiritual sense like you are physically connected to this person or spiritually connected to this person in a way that you can't describe but you are i don't know how to describe soulmate <laughs> that's really hard to try well, to describe. high school au is about high school yeah i i guess you just kind of <laughs> your souls well, are intertwined with each other I mean. yeah no that's a good way to describe soulmate so I guess specifically in terms of an AU, so a soulmate alternate universe. What do you think that would entail for fan fiction? You're giving me a lot of 
I mean, freedom you can't the... get away with just describing a soulmate. Yeah. That is a common vernacular word. No, I well, that's fair. <laughs> a soulmate EU is probably like, for example, like taking two of um, the same character or a character from one universe that it has a soul connection with another character from another universe, even if they've only briefly met each other or are going to meet each other through different universes. Okay, so you think it's like a, a different, an alternate universe type of thing where it's like, okay, so I guess I'm not under, I'm not following your theory. I'm not following what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if I should give that one to you. Um, I'll gladly not accept a point because I don't know how to describe this that well. Okay, fair enough. I think you're kind of on the right track. You just don't really know how to verbalize what you're, what you're thinking. So a soulmate AU, very just in simple terms, is... Um, a universe that doesn't have soulmates, suddenly soulmates being a thing. Um, to the point where soulmates are kind of so commonplace in the in the story, in the world of the story, I guess I guess I guess I should say that because that it ends up kind of affecting all other aspects of the universe. So it's putting soulmates as a thing that happens in a story where soulmates are not already a thing um so the tv tropes dot uh, dot org um definition is soulmate au revolves around a setting where everyone has a one true love with a red string of fate in all caps that ties the soulmates together so red string of fate is kind of um common parlance for basically there's an invisible thread that connects you to another person. So you're absolutely correct in like the way you described what a soulmate is, just kind of not how its impact, what its impact would be on the universe. Um, so soulmate AU is really, it's kind of the first one that wasn't, I wouldn't say was particularly started in any one particular IP. It's just an amalgamation of ideas and mini tropes um that can be applied kind of to any any ip there are certain tropes that obviously fit better for certain things um but this is one where there really isn't any kind of favoritism um i mean there there isn't what people write but only in so far that it's just what people want to see so um some of the the common things that'll be in a soulmate au is that their name, your soulmate's name, or their first words to you will appear as writing on your body, usually as some kind of tattoo. Um, however, sometimes it is a weird scarification kind of thing, although that's less common for obvious reasons in that it's not cute. Um, <laughs> usually soulmate AUs are extremely saccharine. Oh, scarification's not cute? What are you talking about? It's, it's not. <laughs> that was kind of my least favorite thing about X2 with uh, with Nightcrawler is that they didn't just make him weird looking because he was a mutant. It's I had to ritualistically scarify myself because I'm so into God. I just always really hated that. <laughs> um, other things that appear, sometimes people will appear in grayscale until you see your soulmate. And then suddenly there's color. Basically anything that um, kind of visually shows that now my life has meaning. Which is, it's this weird undercurrent of Soulmate AU that we'll get into a little later after we read some examples. Um, where it's like, 
what does your life mean until you find your soulmate in a universe that's structured from top to bottom to center around a soulmate what does it mean to not have one um some people take that in interesting directions and some people just don't they don't get it um my life is meaningless unless if i have a soulmate pretty much (laughs) um the only um other kind of common thing i could find with soulmate au is that um sometimes you'll have a countdown clock usually signified somewhere on your body it's always this weird thing of like their name or their words appearing to you as like a tattoo that you have like a countdown clock on like your wrist where like an actual watch would be that counts down to the time in which you meet your soulmate do most of these aos take place with justin timberlake inside of the story no there's a movie called in time where they have a countdown clock and it's yes actually tv tropes mentioned that movie Really? Yes, That's it did. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yes. All the AUs are just about Justin Timberlake, and that's it. I'm pretty sure that's who stars in that movie. I don't. I actually can't remember who they said was in it, but I'm yes, they pretty did. Pretty sure it was Justin. They Timberlake. did mention that movie. So yeah, good job connecting some dots there. <laughs> every um, every soulmate AU is just in time, and that's it. <laughs> um. So I think maybe we can give you like a half a point for that one. Um. I will take whatever you want to give me. That's. <laughs> That was my like butchering of trying to explain soulmate, no, but not I, to explain the AU part. So. I was yeah, I was asking you to kind of verbalize something that you probably wouldn't really be able to. So you know, I I'll give you give me a fiver. A fiver. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the stories this week because we've got two again. Okie dokie. Cue elevator music because I like to use it every single episode. <laughs> That is again. That is the, that I is the intro. That literally, every, literally every time. Because <laughs> I always forget what our elevator music sounds like, so it's just the Classic. opening theme. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, it is that. Do 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 do. That is still the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, yes, got it. <laughs> Clearly, I have all of it. Nope. <laughs> okay. Wrong again. So we've got two stories today. Um, so with a, a little bit of background here, I was telling Spencer yesterday that the reason it's kind of so hard to, for me to find stories to read is because I prefer to find one shots for us so he can see a complete beginning, middle and end. Um, because if if we do multi-chapter stories that just die, um, it can kind of leave some unresolved you know, questions. And I want to make sure that the, you know, the trope we're highlighting actually gets, you know, played out um, and is not just something that's future, future hinted at in, in tags. Um, Because I probably haven't explained this to you, but when people tag their stories, they tend to put everything that will be in it or that they project to be in the story, um, even if it's not there in chapter one. Um, so you'll sometimes get catfished by stories if you're looking for like some smut, um, and you see something tagged as explicit, um, and it's got a whole bunch of tags of like 
the, the sexy stuff they do in it um and it's one chapter long you're like oh okay so this is a one shot and then you read it and you're fucking blue bolst <laughs> because it's actually projected to be you know 25 chapters long and that stuff doesn't come in for a long time and now you're invested in something that probably won't ever finish um See, to me that sounds like a really just poorly designed way of doing <laughs> Yeah, so there's kind of it's two... taking advantage... I'm sorry, I'm going to no, go on fine. for a second. Go on. It feels like it's taking advantage of, like, an algorithm on there in, like, <laughs> yeah. a, a bad way, where it's just, like... Yeah. I know you need to put some things in to draw your readers in, but when you do stuff where it's, <laughs> like, uh, you thought I was one chapter, but actually I was 25... <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's kind of just lame to me. Oh no, I mean, so there's kind of there's kind of two minds about it. So like some people like to know what's projected to get into a story. So if there's something they're not cool with, um at least they were warned right away and you know, then don't have to make the decision, okay, am I all right reading this or do I need to just, you know, stop reading this this thing that I'm already invested in. So I you know, I can see that. The other side of that is, of course, you know, if you're not putting all the juicy stuff in at from the start, um, nobody's going to read it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I like origin stories, but nobody likes the beginning of a book, you know, like. Well, you, you just need a, it needs a chapter one tag, which yeah. I know people probably wouldn't absolutely love or use. But still, I feel like. At least if you'd be like chapter one, it'd be like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a multi-parter. Oh, no. I mean, it, the the archive does list stuff like that. But that's only, again, if people remember to put that it's a non-continuing story. So you can either toggle whether it's complete or not when you upload chapter one. Um, even if it's a one-shot, it's always listed as chapter one. Um, if you don't toggle that it's complete, it'll put one slash question mark next to the chapters to show that, you know, one of how many of our chapters there's going to be. Sometimes you can specify if you know, for example. So usually when I write a story, I'll go in kind of knowing roughly the amount of chapters I want to do. I'll outline what I want in each chapter. So then I can put one of 10, you know, so people kind of know what they're getting into. But even then, my, my word count varies from 2000 words a chapter to something I wrote most recently was is almost 30,000 words just for a single chapter um (laughs) so even that's not really a great gauge it's it's just kind of comes down to gambling I guess on stories it's like does it sound like it's got enough that you know to appeal to you to read more essentially um but yeah to that point I I don't want us to at least not yet to not read stuff that's unfinished um, because I want to make sure that the trope we're seeing is actually highlighted so you get an understanding of what it is and also I feel like you would just be extremely annoyed not to have closure (laughs) I mean I would be annoyed I guess if we did a two-parter or something I'd be fine with it but yeah if it was something like oh we read chapter one of 28 I'd be like okay yeah I mean when we get into my own stuff we might eventually have to start skipping around not reading all of it um just because a lot of my work is very, very long. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to do that to you quite yet. Anyway, um, all of that to, all of that to say that... So, all of that renting over with. Yeah. So for how usually how quickly we read stuff, um, usually about 4,000 words is what we try to stick to in order to get a, you know an hour and some change length episode. Um, so nobody... As I was telling Spencer yesterday, nobody writes 4,000 words stories. Um, They're either drabble length, which is a couple hundred words, maximum usually of 
about 500, which is the one we have today, or they're really long form. If it's a one shot, they tend to be longer. So 6,000 words usually roughly. Um, so 4,000 is just kind of a hard mark to meet. So that's why I have to do these drabble first and then a slightly longer drabble after that. So that's what we've got today. Um, so I was telling Spencer I was excited because I found something sad and then something stupid. We're going to start with sad because I feel like that's less of a bummer of a note to end on. Nothing horny? Oh. Huh. Oh, I mean, it's always, there's always a current, there, an I, undercurrent of horniness. <laughs> yes, bring in the horny. I mean, it's soulmate AU. Okay, so today's first story is Gone by Mad Meridian, which I think is a really cool name. M-A-D-M-E-R-I-D-I-A-N. This is, of course, on AO3. Um, this is a quick 500 word one. <laughs> and like I said, this one's a bummer. <laughs> All right. So do you, if I said the name Nier, did you know what I was talking? Would you know what I was talking about? I'm assuming you're talking about Nier Automa or Automa. Or... No, it's, um, it's a name. Um, it's a character name. Nier. Nier. What about Nier and Mellow? What about near mellow and L? Oh, is that just Death Note? Death Note. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I remember near? I think that's one of the Nier's characters the, um, from the second chapter of Death Note. He's he's one of the ones who takes over for L. Um, okay. Spoilers. Uh, he's the 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 one with the white hair. <laughs> Normally, you put spoilers before you say it with the actual spoilers. I mean, I didn't say the big spoiler <laughs> as to why near or why near is you know. <laughs> An understudy for L. Anyway, but also Death Note's old, so get over it. (laughs) It's only like twenty years old. Don't worry about it. There's no no spoilers in the actual story. This is all imagined, but yeah, just spoilers, I guess, for near existing. It's my favorite band. What? Imagine Dragons. No, don't that don't let that go down in history. That is not my favorite band. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, "Don't let that remain in the episode." (laughs) Anyway. Gone by Mad Meridian. Don't touch me with your feet. God. (laughs) Are you ready for sadness? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Nier had calculated many times over the date his soulmate will die. The clock on his wrist ticks, counting down to their date of death. Presuming they are close to his age, he knew they would die young. So this one's actually a bit of an inversion. So I had mentioned, a, you know, a couple of ways that the soulmate, the soulmates kind of like impose themselves on your life before you even met them. So the countdown clock is usually until the time in which you meet them. So a lot of stories focus around like, oh, my God, I'm in a public place with a million people around me. And, you know, like my, my countdown is about to go off. It could be anybody here. Um, so usually it's that kind of anxiety. This one's a bit different, which I think is appropriate for Death Note in that it's actually counting down to when the soulmate dies, um, which would probably drive most people insane to know that. Um, but to that point, it also doesn't lead you to who your soulmate is. Usually um, the mechanics impl- you know, imparted into the soulmate AU, depending on you know the author, is to help the soulmates find each other. This one's a bit different in that they you could have met them and you'll, you'll never know. Um, so it's a bit weird. Okay. 
<laughs> it's basically it's a mechanism for anxiety and, and angst just yeah which you know for death note appropriate <laughs> that show no that manga i'm sorry it's the no, happiest never. the happiest manga there ever was there's not much time so near hoped for a long time they'd never even get the chance to meet it would save him a great deal of heartache most times he forgot the clock and his soulmate even existed there were more important issues to deal with, and the idea of someone loving him or caring for him was laughable. Especially after taking on the Kira case. Oh, actually, here, there's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> Elle's death meant that... <laughs> 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 I was like, there's no spoilers uh, in that. Uh, I was like... <laughs> that's a spoiler and a half. <laughs> I don't know if I just breezed over that last night or if I didn't actually fully read this story. <laughs> Anyway, um, for all of your five readers out there, <laughs> there's a giant Death Note spoiler in this show, just so you're aware. L's uh, death meant that he had to get serious and really work work out in the real world, not hold up in whammies. I just realized I described you as readers. <laughs> I, do that, I do that. I do that all the time too. To us, so I don't know how. <laughs> Good on you for, like, downloading our entire word-by-word <laughs> script and reading all of it instead of listening to it. I um I probably have said readers in the past because when I am talking about my audience for my fanfics, they're called readers. Some people say fans, which I just think is ridiculous. It's like cosplayers <laughs> calling their the people who like them fans. It's like, come on. Don't do right. that. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> that's my hot take for the day. <laughs> it was up to him to uphold Elle's reputation and catch Kira. Mel's de- Mello's departure made it all the more difficult. Mello is kind of like, um, he was kind of the second choice, I guess, for Elle's um, successor. Um, he's a little blonde-haired shitlord. <laughs> kind of, I kind of hate him, but I also kind of love him. <clears throat> Over the course of solving it, he'd once again forgotten a- about the clock. It was rare he remem- it was rare he remembered what it really was for. Every few months he would contemplate trying to figure out who it was and then give up, dismissing the matter completely. Then it all came crashing down, just as he was about to finish the case once and for all. Near. It wasn't real, was it? Mellow? Dead? He's too clever. He escaped like he did last time. He's not gone. He's not gone. The building was burning heavily, though. It was unlikely he could make it out, and Kira had probably killed him, too. Near, Ruster insisted, touching his shoulder lightly. Near shrugged him away, calculating the possibility of Mello's survival. Dangerously low, but the blonde had a penchant for succeeding despite his odds. Have Linder search the, th- the area thoroughly, Near ordered. I already did. Near, your wrist. What? Near turned around in his chair, irritable with Ruster for in- interrupting his thoughts. There were several ways that Mello could have survived, and Nier was going through each meticulously, deducing whether Mello would have thought of it and the likelihood that he did. The clock on your wrist, Nier. Look at it. Nier scowled. He'd forgotten about it recently. It was getting low, but he couldn't be bothered. The meeting with Kira was soon, and his plans had to be flawless. Oh. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. His soulmate was gone. Mello was gone. Nier blinked down at the blank clock, processing that. It was unlikely that his soulmate and Mello had both just happened to die at the same time, unless they were one and the same. Nier had always wondered what would have happened if Mello didn't hate him. We'll deal with everything, Rester said. I think you should be done for the night. If it had been any other time, Nier would have been irritated at the commander for telling him what to do. But he got up and automatically walked to his room, still staring down at his clock. Zero, 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 zero. 
Mello was dead. The last time he'd ever cried was before he even arrived at Whammy's when he was much younger. It was useless and Nier hadn't felt the need to since then. Zero, 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 zero. Tears dripped onto his bed spread, his bed sheet. He felt numb and they kept falling and falling. Mello was dead and he was alone. Zero, 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 zero. The end. <laughs> Sadness. It was fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I just needed something, and I thought that was like it's a lot of zeros. <laughs> I mean, there were there were colons between to be like zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. I know. I'm just saying, like that, that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought that one was interesting. I didn't. I didn't know that it was like a great use of soulmate AU. Um. So. I guess now that we've read one, I can kind of get into a little bit of soulmate AU, in that um, it's often used kind of thoughtlessly. I guess that might be kind of a mean way to say it, but I guess it's not used thoughtfully. <laughs> so I yeah. guess you know the counterpoint of that is thoughtlessly. It's not quite done so, um, so like for no reason at all obviously the reason is that a writer just wanted to to have soulmates being a, a thing um because it kind of it kind of gives you know credence to fan fiction itself and like why are we focusing on romance and stories that are ostensibly not about romance which is why i thought it was interesting in death note because it's like romance is not a thing i mean i mean it is a thing but it is it's but it's not for the sake of mechanism it's right. such a thing it's completely a completely deconstructed use of romance. It's not for romance's sake. It's it's so light can, you know, use Misa um, <laughs> and get away with, you know, cheating death, basically. I'm glad you remember the characters' names for how much I love that show. <laughs> I've, like, forgot all of the names other than Light and Ellen there, and that's yeah. it. It was Misa Misa was her name, I'm pretty sure. Misa Misa, Ryuk. Ryuk, yeah. Ryuk, sorry. And whatever Misa's death note. I don't remember her her name at all. I just remember that she was a female Shinigami. Or I don't know. I guess they would be they because they don't really just specify what Shinigami. No, I think she was specified as being female, which is why she was so protective of Misa. Okay, but I can't remember. remember. It's been so long since I just assumed they made them genderless. To be honest, but I I concede them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah, so with the, so soulmate AU is kind of used as like a reason to justify focusing on romance in a story that has really nothing to do with romance, and in which case romance would kind of be the last thing on anybody's mind. I mean, even in this one, Nero's like, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was used kind of interestingly, although the way they employed the the soulmate mechanic, it's just like that wouldn't cause anything but tears i mean how would you know that you're with your soulmate usually with soulmate au once you do actually finally meet your soulmate it's kind of like the world coming into color when everything was grayscale before um it's you feel it you know but it's implied in this story because near and mellow grew up together basically they would have known so the fact that they didn't means it implies in, in this story, at least, the soulmates don't actually know when they're in the presence of each other. I bet a soulmate got hit by a car. It's like a very big anime trope where it's like if someone <laughs> very important to you dies, they just get hit by a car all of a sudden. Be People like, do get be, hit, be getting hit by cars in anime. It's true. 
It's either that or L's or L. Sorry, Light is like writing his name in the death note from far away. I'd be like, ha ha ha! I know who your secret soulmate is. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. So countdown clock will go down. (laughs) It's just somebody wanted to write near mellow angst, and and this is like, why not soulmates? Sure. And it, it it worked out. It just didn't hit me. No, I mean, for, anyway, even me, like I was like, nah, but uh, it might just because I don't, I don't particularly. Nier was never an interesting character to me, and and Death Note, I was always on the L train. <laughs> well, yeah, because you also look at Death Note in the sense that L plays such a prominent person in the story. I yeah. mean, even most of the movie adaptions focuses on L and barely on, you know. Yeah, even though he's taken out kind of early, at least the halfway mark, if not before that, I think. Yes and no. I mean, he's taken out early, but at the same time, the second half of the story doesn't feel. It's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. It just it it. I feel like the second half of the story goes by so quickly. Mm. Well, it's because it's so convoluted. Yeah, that I think L isn't more prominent than you might think he is maybe i don't know but regardless so that was just kind of a little taster um now we've got the stupid story now second taster uh this one's gonna be fun for me to read because it's almost entirely dialogue um and it was very obviously written by a teenager versus other dialogue (laughs) i know i know i I see what you're saying you'll see what i mean (laughs) everybody's talking and there's not like a like there's not a lot on his chest there's not a lot of attribution, but beyond that, it's just the way the dialogue is written. Um, and you might actually kind of be able to catch the vibe just from the title of this one. So this one is called Sneaking AirPods into Hogwarts Wasn't That Bad of an Idea After All by Fallout Boy. <laughs> That's not on there, but it should be. Although I have a feeling that joke is probably older than this author. <laughs> Hey everybody, Editing Ariel here, just jumping in to offer a quick disclaimer that Spencer and I forgot to provide when we were recording, uh, given that we pretty quickly launched into a tangent. While we're going to be reading a fic from Harry Potter, we absolutely do not condone anything its author, J.K. Rowling, has thoughtlessly spouted recently, especially in regards to her horrifically transphobic rhetoric. We at Rated T for F-Word support trans people, we support our trans friends and listeners and allies and anybody in the community. And what we don't support is the hurtful and damaging bullshit said by J.K. Rowling and other such bigoted creators. Um, Please see this as us stating our principles, despite engaging with a piece of media made by an out and proud literal piece of garbage. Anyway, uh, enough for the seriousness. Thanks for listening. And uh, now back to us being dumb. Um, So the author on this one is Izzy M-R-D-B. Because the AirPod joke is like, what, a year old at this point? I don't know. Well, it's the whole whole meme where it's like, oh, no, he's got his AirPods in. He can't hear you. (laughs) I think that one's older than a year now at this point. It might be two years old. Time is meaningless. Time is a lie. I know. You say that all the time. It's true. (laughs) I'm going to be 29 in 15 days. Like... Actually, no, it's less now, because today's the 18th. Christ almighty. Okay. You're getting old. I am. You're getting old. <laughs> I'm a sway man, not a sway boy. <laughs> That's also a reference and a half. Uh, 
Well, we've talked about Curtis Connor before. All right. So, <laughs> so this is sneaking AirPods into Hogwarts. Wasn't that bad of an idea after all by Izzy MRDB. Here we go. No one can ever say Maria isn't stubborn. She snuck her iPhone into Hogwarts. So what? It's not like she's breaking the law. When she got her Hogwarts letter and got told that she has to use quills and that there's no in- internet and her new school, at her new school, she freaked out. She actually asked to stay in the Muggle world, but the professor very sternly informed her that doing so is dangerous. So she went to Hogwarts and snuck in her ballpoint pens and her spiral notebooks and her iPhone and laptop. There was no Wi-Fi, so she still had to sneak a router in, but she did have a pretty banging signal, even if the radio didn't work for some weird reason. I don't think this person knows how the internet works. <laughs> Which is funny, um, because this person obviously is Gen Z, and they should know. I also want to see how she figures out how <laughs> electricity works yeah, in Hogwarts. And that there isn't any. Yes, because, yeah, okay, continue. Because <laughs> I, I want her to learn the magical electricity spell that she's going to have to power all of her things. Oh, with. we don't address it. We never right. address it. Anyway. It's just magic. Got it. <laughs> it's magic. It's just magic. <laughs> and apparently she's the only muggle born to do so. It's Maria's firm belief that all the others that wanted, that wanted to it's Maria's firm belief that all the others that wanted to just integrate and blend in are all absolute morons. <laughs> Catch her not having a problem with inkwell spilling all over her homework just because she gave in to the aesthetic. <laughs> These are all in quotes, by the way. <sighs> Besides, it makes it so much easier for her to find her soulmate. Sort of. By the way, this is still soulmate of you in case you've all forgotten what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Because I certainly did at this point in the story. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing this week. I forgot. (laughs) The whole you can hear the music your soulmate is listening to in the magical world absolutely sucks. They have no playlists, no Spotify or YouTube music or Apple music, no variation in musical bands. They were stuck in the Middle Ages with their record players, Wizarding Wireless and three bands. So this is another interesting one that I've not heard before. This is apparently based on a TikTok trend. (laughs) I wish this was visual so you guys could see Spencer just slowly closing his eyes like, no. Go on. Yep. Her soulmate only listens to this classical music on what she assumes is a record player every few afternoons, and she doesn't even know the difference between songs. Before we get to it, do you want to guess who her soulmate's going to be? Hermione Granger. No, but that's very progressive of you. Oh, Main okay. character is a female. Well, that's fair. I just figured because they'd probably be in the dorm together or something weird like that. Oh, that's a good guess. Got any Harry Potter. Ron Weasley. <laughs> Neville Longbottom. Okay. I'm not giving it to you then. <laughs> I guess you just Peter don't know. Peter Pettigrew. You, oh, don't, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the regular's black. <laughs> Disguised as Crookshanks. Severus Snape. You can tell Maria... The one bartender from... (laughs) It's Tom, the bartender. You can tell Maria that her soulmate has actually only ever listened to Vivaldi's Four Seasons, and she would believe you. The only music with lyrics she's ever heard... She's ever heard from... From their side is The Weird Sisters. This is written so strangely at times. And that's her only consolation that her soulmate isn't some grandparent rotting away in a nursing home, reminiscing of the time of milkshakes and racism, a.k.a. the 1950s. <laughs> oh, my God. 
this is this story is fucking sending me. It is transporting me back to like the mid two thousands, which is funny because this author was probably like a toddler in the mid two thousands, <sighs> if even that old. I'm really hoping you're not a millennial. <laughs> if I can pick out the Gen Z right now, because man. <sighs> They say we're cringy. <laughs> oh, no. The best part about the the time of milkshakes and racism line is that this is something our generation said when we were writing Harry Potter fan fiction because we don't anymore. <laughs> it's now it's now the younger ones who do it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this is something. I hate everyone. This is, a, this is a thought every teenager's had and they all think they're very clever for having said it. Anyway, continuing. So Maria does all the work. She constantly has has at least one AirPod in her ear, listening to something actually good, hoping that her soulmate will finally take a fucking hint. At least no teacher has yet realized that the black metal and glass mirror and weird ear cuffs she carries are actually her phone and AirPods. What's she listening to? Sam asked, slipping into the open seat next to her. Smiling at her best friend, she sang along quietly. Look at me, worship me, on your knees. Can't you see my panties are filled with big dick energy? (laughs) Oh, there is liberal use of song lyrics in this story, which I adore. (laughs) I do it, too. It's been nice being with you guys this week. (laughs) Put your headset back on. We ain't done. (laughs) There's like a thousand more words in this story. Uh, It gets better. How is this the fan fiction that is physically killing me? I knew, like, because oh I, I told him yesterday, I was like, I, uh, so I've been really kind of, you know, not wanting to, to draw from any of the big IPs for fan fiction. I've been saving them, but I was like, I, I picked one from a big IP yesterday. It's Harry Potter. And oh my God, does Harry Potter fucking supply the cringe? You can say it's so much like different sex things in a fan fiction. <laughs> I just won't bat an eye. But quoting cringy song lyrics specifically the character was singing them out loud like that's not fucking weird to do it just when you go into the cringe it just makes me think of like (laughs) the freaking like what's the corporations trying to like relate to young kids be like ah yes i've got the big dick energy (laughs) do you have the big dick energy like me because i do i do the, uh, the takeaway, uh, kids, is that everybody is cringe no matter their age. If you think you're being funny or clever, unfortunately you're not. You're being cringy. And you know what? Just own it. This person's probably, it probably absolutely owns their cringe. Um, I haven't read anything else from what they've posted. Um, and the end notes kind of imply that this is supposed to be kind of like crack. Um, but it's, it's played pretty straight. <laughs> anyway. You're going to traumatize your soulmate, they deadpanned. They're definitely a pureblood. You're going to give them a heart attack. I was listening to 100, uh, 100 Gex this morning. It's a band. I don't know, so I'm apolog- I apologize if I'm I've not heard of the band. correct. I don't actually know <laughs> yeah. what it is. You said it. I'm pretty sure you said it right. 100 Gex. It's written as one word in this story, so I assume I'm reading it correctly. She informed them with a smirk. I think I already traumatized them when I started listening to Cardi B years ago. Sam snorted. Mood no wizard has ever said mood i think the amount of mother mother i listened to during the summers has convinced my soulmate that i have a god complex i love all of the fucking name drops in this story it reminds me so much of the animal crossing story we read in uh episode two where they listed every single villager they have on their island even though it doesn't matter and it's (laughs) 
it's because you Siri, know. Siri, how do you pull out your own eyeballs? <laughs> you need a you need a spoon. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Maria raised an eyebrow. You do have a god complex. Eh, they waved me off. Did you do the homework? Rolling my eyes, she took her notebook out of her bag. Unlike you lazy Gryffindors, we Ravenclaws actually study. You mean you're just terrified of Professor Flitwick after he lectured you in first year for missing half your homework assignments because you got distracted trying to break a law of magic. You know, as you do when you're 11 years old. Breaking a law of magic. Because you're in Ravenclaw, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I say this as you a know it. <laughs> oh, I just got truly fucking millennial there for a minute being like, uh, me as a Ravenclaw life. would understand... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a pound sign thug life right here. Uh, oh, go pee your pants. She stuck her tongue out at them. Yeah? <laughs> That's a fucking That's insult. insult you're going to say? <laughs> oh, blimey, go piss yourself. <laughs> go pee your pants. Thinking of that, thinking of that TikTok now, <laughs> where the guy farts and then it goes. Sharted. <laughs> oh, he pissed and shitted himself. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to copy it or not? Ben's will be here in twenty minutes. They did, and Maria was left scrolling through her TikTok FYP. I think that's for you, Paige. We're, we're too old for TikTok. Um, and probably making her soulmate go insane with every 15-second song change. In fact, Maria was so absorbed scrolling through what is probably too many Scotty Doesn't Know videos that she nearly missed Draco Malfoy and his little crew of racists walking. Have you figured out who the soulmate is? Yeah, I realized that after I like, guessed all that like, a few minutes you later. You guessed it's... everybody but Draco. Yeah, I realized. I was like... <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, uh, thinking back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, edgy. She's a little edgy shit. It's probably going to be Draco. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's make the (laughs) most American teenager in Hogwarts. American muggle-born, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Zillennial teenager. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. The fact that, you know, this is obviously set in our current day. I can't decide if this author is just ignoring the fact that Harry Potter was set in the 90s or just doesn't know. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, full disclosure, I wrote terrible Harry Potter fan fiction when I was 13. It was probably the first fanfic I ever really sat down to write. And I definitely um, didn't know at the time that Harry Potter was set in the 90s. So my character also did the thing of, I'm a muggle-born, and I brought my, although it wasn't an iPod, um, it was, you know, just an MP3 player, a brick, basically, and, you know, she got it to work. This must have to be a Gen Z person (laughs) writing this. Yeah. Because... Yeah, no, that this is Gen Z. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, I, I can just tell from the way that they write. It I was has like this giving it like, oh, it. it could be like a millennial person writing this. I'm like, no, you'd no, have to definitely Gen Z. not know that Harry Potter didn't take or did play, take yeah. place in the 90s. Let's see, I'm going to ramble. Sorry. <laughs> I'm also not like a purist. Like, I don't mind when. Oh, I don't care either. Yeah. It's just like it, this is leading to it having to be like a Gen yeah. Z person writing. This. Oh, absolutely. I, they, it's just. 
Which there's nothing wrong with no. Gen Z. No, of course not. But when you try to tell me <laughs> how to fucking part my hair, I'm going to get Nobody's a little Nobody's telling with you, you how to part your hair. I'm being told how to part my hair. <laughs> and that you can't and wear I skinny jeans that you it. definitely wear every single day. Every pair of jeans is skinny <laughs> jeans with me. I can't help it. I'm fat. Okay. You don't have to personally attack me. It's not a choice I make consciously. I'm too lazy to buy more jeans. <laughs> I'm not fighting until until Gen Z tries to bring back low-rise jeans, and then we're fucking fighting. Okay. Listen here, Gen Z. <laughs> they don't look good on anybody. You make fun of me and call me a boomer, but you realize I don't have money, too. <laughs> I'm like poor. freaking high school, too. I can't afford jeans. <laughs> so... Uh... Let me be on a rant for a second, but understand <laughs> that this things cost money. Things out, oh man. my god, this is gonna turn into fucking Spencer freaks out at other generations. Well, actually, I say other generations, but Just... I freak out at my own generation too because there's a lot of stupid people. Everybody's garbage. I know. I hate everyone. Next question. Everybody's garbage. <laughs> um. So, yeah, no, but this is definitely Gen Z. You can just kind of tell by the way they write. Um, There's another, it's not really a trope, so we're not going to do it, but there's a certain type of fic. It's called like a chat fic where um, it's not really a story. It's written more like a stage play would be where it's the name colon and then what they do or say. So, um, but it's supposed to be chat log from like Discord. I hate those. Yeah. They're so bad. And you see them on Facebook. Yes, I know yeah. I'm a millennial. I still use Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. Kill me. Uh, yeah, no. So, like, I think, and I think they think they're really, it's a really new thing to do that. But I'm pretty sure the entirety of Homestuck was written that I way. See corporations do that. It'd be like, a conversation that Superman would have with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Text, uh, LOL, are you there right now? You want the super dong? <laughs> oh my god. Never say super dong again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Draco walked in. That's plus ultra penis. All right. <laughs> Draco and his little crew of mal- uh, little crew of racists walk in. Blaze, they're going to drive me insane, he grouched to his friends. If I have to hear this song start over one more time, I'm going to dive off the astronomy tower. There's always a mention of the astronomy tower in these fix. Usually it's where the character is bone. <laughs> oh, can I, I... This is actually a legitimate question. Yeah. Did she say she was... Was she again a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor? She's a Ravenclaw. Her friend, the, uh, the non-binary person, is a Gryffindor. And who's complaining about the music right now? Draco. So she's just blaring music inside of the classroom the professor's not there no so she doesn't the read the author doesn't really describe this super well but the way the soulmate mechanic is working in with this one is your soulmate can hear music that you listen to so she's got that would drive me insane. That would drive me You're fucking like, crazy. By the time I met my my soulmate, I'd be like, "I fucking hate you," <laughs> and they'd probably hate me too because I'm pretty much constantly listening to music. So yeah, that's why she keeps her AirPods in at all times. Well, that's so why I constantly hear your music all the time. So not like they blare it inside the. Is that because I literally don't ever put it below, you know, halfway up? <laughs> Um, no, so yeah, that's why she's got the AirPods in the whole time is so she can kind of direct her soulmate because she assumes they've got to be at Hogwarts, 
even though there's there was really nothing to make her believe that. Um, yep. All other than the well, this is where the... <laughs> it's only at Hogwarts. <laughs> right. This is where the plot's happening. This is where the story happens. So obviously they're here. Um, so yeah, it's to kind of help the soulmate direct them themselves to her. Um, because he ain't being no help, basically. I'm sorry, whoever adult that satirically wrote this, or teenage <laughs> person who wholeheartedly wrote this, that I'm ripping on your fan fiction right now. Regardless of who you are, I'm ripping. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's bad, whichever take it is. I'm and sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, pausing, Maria looked down at her pause video, then back up at the blonde pure, pure blood. She scrolled down. Draco groaned. There it is again. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in his van every Sunday. I'm so attacked that they chose this song because when I was a teenager, I loved this song too. But it was actually, you know, closer in time to in which it was a, a thing. Apparently TikTok has made it popular again. I don't know. Yeah. Ashley used to sing this song to me to annoy the piss out of me on the bus. <laughs> They've listened to the start of this song over a hundred times in the past five minutes. And right before that, they were listening to some obscene song about, actually, no, I won't inflict the horror on you. Part of her was offended that her soulmate didn't like WAP parodies, while the other part of her was trying to not have a panic attack at the fact that her soulmate would hate crime her without a second thought. So Hate crime as... As a as a verb. So did <laughs> she physically know who her soulmate is already? And yeah, she's that... figured out because she can tell that Draco is hearing what she is playing. Was this before he just? Expressed... No, she literally just figured it out right now. Because uh, he's reacting in real time to something she's listening to. Okay, then why is he bitching about this to the entire freaking class? Because he doesn't he... know who it is. Yeah, I. Why does everybody need to know about this? Because uh, Draco is a whiny bitch and complains. I know Drake is a whiny vision complains, but I don't recall him in any of the movies or books going like, hello, all the class. Oh, he's just, he's talking to the, the you know, crab goyle. And I'm Blaze being very him. nitpicky. I'll stop I talking. can tell. <laughs> I'm like, even I wasn't that nitpicky. <laughs> oh my God. Story. I'm just being, <laughs> I was about to say a word that I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> she switched from TikTok to her fave Spotify playlist. I hate that they shortened it to fave. Just write favorite. Hoping the calm sounds of Achilles come down would calm herself and her soulmate that she just found out. Holy shitting. Holy fucking shit. Down. This is a problem. This is a major problem. So her soulmate is a guy. She always leaned more towards girls than boys, but she was bi. She knew there was a 50-50-ish chance. I like the representation in the story. I just wish it was written better. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, all the girls, all the girl in red she listened to might be slightly awkward especially since draco malfoy absolutely has internalized homophobia oh come on maria completely recognized that his and potter's daily spats were a little fruity i don't know about that word choice that's less progressive i think she was even betting on an enemies to lovers soulmate plot but she supposes that she can afford to lose those nuts (laughs) oh god my marbles what should she, what should she do? She's a muggle-born, and he's a pure blood. It's not like she can exactly exactly go. He's a bit of a fixer-upper to him. She's totally going to end up murdered by him to save his reputation or something. You know what? Fuck it. If she's going to out herself and him, she's going to be obnoxiously obnoxiously herself about it. I actually like that line. I think it's pretty cute. Um. 
this character has been insufferable though <laughs> which i feel bad saying because i'm pretty sure this is a tr transparently a, a self-insert the classroom is empty anyways only malfoy's little crew and her and sam oi malfoy she called out malfoy sneered at her what is it mudblood she raised an what? Oi Malfoy. Oi Malfoy. The first freaking British kind of <laughs> saying that you did the entire time, like American, American, American. Oi. You know, and it's funny because I don't even think she mentioned being American, but we're re just reading so much Americanism into her. I'm pretty sure because the author is American. <laughs> and I'm yeah, that's. Which is interesting because I'm looking at it too. I don't yeah. know if it's just the stories I read or what, but I feel like um, English authors are way more prevalent on AO3 than they were on fanfiction.net. It's kind of subtle. You can just kind of tell from slang that they use and certain ways they word things. But you're like, oh, this person definitely lives in Britain. Um, but yeah, this person is very clearly American. Mm -hmm. It's not something you can, anything you can particularly point to. It's just kind of the whole vibe. Well, I, I, <laughs> just go on. I'm not going to get into it. Malfoy sneered at her. What is it, mudblood? She raised an eyebrow. Could you not hate crime me while I'm trying to be civil about this? They used it again. I could just announce it to the whole school at dinner if you prefer. Anyways, I'm your soulmate, and wow, dude, you really didn't make it easy to locate you. I had to do all the hard work. What in Merlin's name are you babbling on about? He interrupted, face red. This is more singing because it's in italics. More poignant than fame, with a taste of no other. Be real and just jump, you dense motherfucker. <laughs> love, love those lyrics. Maria sang along to her music. Draco paled, terrified. More italics. You can't be more than a rat in a gutter. <laughs> he completed the lyrics. His friends were looking between him and her, horrified. Sam was muffling their laughter. Yeah, she eloquently surmised. So, sorry about the music, but also not at all. Ashniko is girl boss though i'm pretty sure she traumatized your delicate pure blood sensibilities i don't know that artist i hate that girl boss is being used as an adjective oh my god everybody is cringe draco fainted of course he did yeah that sounds about right sam was giggling got that part Sam was giggling madly. With a reaction like that, I don't think he's taking you to the Yule Ball, Mary Berry. I love also that apparently uh, it's either uh, their fourth uh, year, meaning they're 14, or just this is one of those stories where the Yule Ball happens every year, <laughs> which is common in Harry Potter fan fiction. Why not? Um, because it why only not? happens once. Why not? <laughs> and because it happens in Harry's fourth year and... Because you're shipping usually with a character in Harry's year, the all the OC is always fourteen. <laughs> the OC is always fourteen when the Yule Ball happens, and that's too young. Sexy stuff can't happen when you're fourteen. I mean, sexy stuff <laughs> probably happens when you're fourteen, but it's just yeah. not fun for anyone. Well, it's also no. I mean, most fanfic authors when they were fourteen were probably not doing sexy stuff. Let's be I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. You're um, just saying. <laughs> That they'll try. <laughs> so people usually write the Yule Ball to be like an annual thing just because they want dances to happen at Hogwarts. It's like the most overtly romantic thing that happens in the whole Harry Potter series. That's canon. So they want more of it. Anyway. More. Yeah. More Yule Balls. More. <laughs> more. <laughs> 
Shut up and do your homework. She hit them upside the head, then looked at Zimvini and not. Uh, do you know Renovate, or do we have to take him to the hospital wing? Good drop of spell there. Renovate is the spell to uh, bring somebody back into consciousness after they fainted. Or been stupefied. They just stared I at her. I all this Harry Potter lore, but I don't this remember what year what, this takes place. This person knows what they're fucking talking about. The fact that they don't know. Iconically anyway. brought AirPods back eight years <laughs> Which is 20 why years. I oh my can't God, tell old. if this is satire, which I think it's supposed to be, but it's, it's written so earnestly that this is just how they write. It's I can definitely just satire? <laughs> Question mark? Great. I really do have to do everything, she sighed. I hate being the main character. <laughs> she ignored Sam's reply that she definitely wasn't the MC. End of story. Yay. Wooden spoon to gag myself. <laughs> Well, there you go. So Sorry, I keep looking away from the mic when I like get depressed by things. If you didn't hear me saying I wanted to take a wooden spoon and gag myself with it. <laughs> anyway, so those were our soulmate AU stories. I hope you guys enjoyed Spencer's oh, pain. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I think you earned it after last week when I, when I inflicted pain upon myself. That was self-inflicted. <laughs> I had no choice in this matter. You could have picked it. You at- did. You could have. You could have been appropriately upset but no instead you weren't so then it got reflected back on me and i was upset the whole time (laughs) objection i'm calling (laughs) bullshit you used protego on yourself to protect yourself from the embarrassment and then it reflected my own spell reflected back on me i'm posting cringe right now this is fun know too much about harry potter i do i'm a millennial of course i do (laughs) anyway so I, I thought these were interesting stories to read, mostly because they had new mechanics for the AU, the Soulmate AU, that I haven't seen elsewhere. Um, so that person in, in their notes explained that apparently this is a new trend right now, specifically circulating on TikTok. Causing um, me pain. <laughs> so like Soulmate, trend. <laughs> Soulmate AU, where, you know, they can hear the music you're listening to, which is... Uh, it, obviously, that's what it, it's no it's no mystery why that's popular on TikTok. I mean, Soulmate AU in general just skews towards a teenage kind of mindset because when you're a teenager, kind of all you can think about and part of it is just being conditioned by media into being told that, you know, your purpose as a human is to find your other half and then to spend your whole fucking life with them. Um, so it's just it appeals to teenagers to have an easier way to an easier way for that to be done so you don't have to guess so i had mentioned earlier that soulmate au an interesting thing they could th- examine through it is what other there's is there any importance to any other relationship other than your soulmate like what if you get it wrong and then you're with somebody who isn't your soulmate? I was just going to say that if that happened to me, I would just literally, I would, I would constantly like make myself <laughs> self suffer through it, but literally just listen to all star by smash mouth constantly make someone fall in love with my friend Alex. And then they make, they think that they found their soulmate and find out that they didn't find their soulmate and still listen to Smash Mouth, so they'll constantly hear it and freak the fuck out. Okay, so when you write your fanfic at the end of this, you're, you're not writing Soulmate AU because that was, that was terrible. 
yeah. I mean. <laughs> that was incomprehensible incomprehensible oh. nonsense. Um, you dropped your toy. Ew, you're picking it up with your toes. What is with you and toes? Okay, let me push the mic, make more noise, and pick it up with my hand. I'm sorry. <sighs> Stop fucking with shit. I, I can't <laughs> sit here and do nothing. I have to hold something <sighs> at all times. Keep the dog from jumping off the couch. How about that? Um, Sorry. What are you talking about? I don't know. Um, all of that's getting cut. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I hate myself. You are having problems staying on track today. <laughs> the sooner we have this done, the sooner you can go play Apex, you fucking nerd. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Anyway, back to the discourse. Thank you. <laughs> so this this episode has just mentally broken me, and I'm sorry, everyone. That's fair. I did make you listen to something truly awful. Anyway, um, so for me personally as well, the idea of a soulmate AU is kind of a, a hard sell. Um, because like without getting too. Without, you gotta stop. You gotta stop telling me what I you're saying before. I haven't yet. Um, you just told me it's a hard sell for you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I told you exactly where it goes. It's not like last week where I said that I love it <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Um, no, for me, like without getting too personal into like my own thing, like a soulmate AU is kind of troubling to think about because a lot of soulmate AUs, the way you solidify your bond with the other person is through sex. So there's kind of no room for asexuality in, in Soulmate AU. And to, to be fair, sex, asexuality is kind of already super underrepresented in fanfic anyway, just because of the nature of what fanfiction typically is. It also means there's no room for aromantic people. Um, there's no room for other relationships. So like, you know, like a first love, that's not real because it's not your soulmate, you know? It's like, it's meaningless. There's no platonic love in Soulmate AU. Um so for me, it's kind of like, uh, um, there are some AUs that do like a triple soulmate. So there's your platonic soulmate, your first love soulmate, and then your actual soulmate. So that's kind of trying to rectify the problem. But it's also at like that point, it's like, why have it be soulmate AU, you know? I hate that. <laughs> no, like, that's just like. It's the whole sense of almost like being the idea, and I understand that that's just part of some people's cultures, just having freaking arranged marriages, like having yeah. like three soulmates that are like actually chosen for you, yeah. and you just be like, well, I know that this person will like me, this person will love me, and this person will have my babies. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, well, why do I bother like making any relationship with anybody else in this world right. if everything's going to just be set up in a right. plain path for myself? Exactly. That's boring. It is boring, which is why sometimes people do it right and kind of invert the trope. Um, so, um, do they make it like where the sense that this is your soulmate, but you can fuck this up? So like, yes. uh oh. Well, I didn't try, and then all of a sudden, this person's not my soulmate anymore, and yeah. now the timer's gone up or something weird. Either that, or you can break bonds, you can reject your soulmate. Um, in the ones where their name is written on you, it can be in a place that can't be seen. So, for example, um, I first... <laughs> I've... I'm my dick! <laughs> <laughs> you can look at your dick. It's like, inside my booty hole. No, <laughs> so there was... There was um, Jessica. I first, <laughs> I first got, 
I was first made aware of Soulmate AU through Pokemon, which is just a weird one. Uh, and there's a, a weird... I feel like there's a lot of Gardevoir <laughs> written on a lot of No, so I don't mean Pokephiliac stuff. Obviously, we don't read that. No. So I was looking for Guzma stuff specifically. And there's this weird saturation of Soulmate AU in Pokemon. I don't know why, other than Pokemon appeals to younger kids soulmate au appears appeals to younger people you thought so. this tattoo said guzma it actually says guzlord <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is a pokephiliac <laughs> fan fiction oh god you I know you picked Guzzlord because the name is similar, but you did also pick the one that's all mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His name is Guzzlord. The, How can that not be sexual the, in any the way? The Vore Pokemon. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I guess it's kind of Vore. I never really thought of it that specific way, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's what it does with its mouth. Thank but- you for describing that. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, there's this weird saturation of, of Soulmate AU. Maybe it's just for Guzma. I don't know. But it seems to be pretty prevalent in Pokemon, just in general. Um, So that's kind of, like, where I first got interested in it. Only because, like, I I was reading so much of it just because there was nothing else to read. So uh, when I started thinking of my own Pokemon fanfiction, because it would be Guzma, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I should do Soulmate AU. Just kind of, like... Because that's the only option. Um, so the whole inversion I was going to do with it is that they're the names, their soulmate identifying marks um, were going to be inside them, basically. So like either scarified into tissue or written on bone. So they would because occasionally in the soulmate AU, people would be born without soulmates. Um and then they're just alone forever. Um, so, like, you know, they would have been given the impression because they are they don't have a name anywhere on their body that they don't have soulmates. So they would probably end up living a little more recklessly than other people because what's the fucking point? They live in a world that tells them there's no reason to live outside of living for your soulmate. So why fucking bother? And there are kind of two ways you could take that. You could be a total fucking <laughs> disaster like Guzma. Or you could just decide to live for yourself, which is what the main character was more like. And then what would those two personalities be like together? And then, of course, you know, the reveal being later on that, like, somebody would have to have gotten hurt and, like, have an x-ray done. And then they see the name written on bone. That Guzma is actually a secret heart surgeon. He has to do the heart (laughs) on his love and he cuts it open and be like, it says my name. (laughs) But that was the whole conceit. And there's a reason I haven't written that story. And it's because that would be boring. I see my fan fiction coming. And it's going to be wonderful. Your fan fiction is just going to be all of my ideas put together just to annoy me. It's exactly what we've just discussed the last <laughs> 10 minutes about Guzma, Guzzlord, and heart surgery. Oh, God. Anyway, so, yeah. So, it's interesting when people invert the trope in some way. Um, to that point, we might as well go ahead and just do recommendations real quick before ranking. Um, so, this week I've got two stories for you. The first one is basically anything Guzma, because they're usually kind of fun. Um, the one I was thinking of particularly is called Skin Deep by Opossum. O-P-O-S-S-U-M-M, double M, on AO3. 
Um, it's it's one where they ostensibly hate each other when they first meet. Um, and it was this extra additional kind of interesting thing of their name appearing on you written in their own handwriting. And Guzma is described as having horrifically disgusting handwriting that it's so ugly that she tries to hide her mark because it's it looks like a gang sign is what she calls it, which is pretty funny. Um, it's it's fine. <laughs> it would be graffiti art, if anything, to be honest with yeah. you as well. Um, and then for an actual good recommendation, um, written in red ink by Veronique Claire, V-E-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E-C-L-A-I-R-E. So, all one word. It's um, Phantom of the Opera. So Everything is typed in blue. <laughs> it's Phantom. Just to piss off people. <laughs> it's Phantom of the Opera, which is an interesting one to for Eric to even consider that he has a soulmate and it turns out to be Christine and they have two very opposite re- reactions to to discovering it. Um this is an interesting one as well where it's I'm assuming his scar is on his face. No, it's on his arm. Um okay. but that would have been interesting. No, so that in this one it's not their name. <laughs> I am your soulmate, Christine. <laughs> it's not their name that Sorry, appears on you. you. You couldn't see what I did there but <laughs> He's, ripped off a fake mask from his face obviously um so in this one it's not their names that appear on you it's their first words they say to you um so shart <laughs> uh, i actually don't remember their first words they say to each other in the fan of the opera do um, they have like specific things that's like a quote yeah so i think the quote they used might have actually been from the book um the original phantom of the opera by gaston larue which i have read don't read it it's boring just read phantom by susan k if you're interested um so the i don't want to ruin what the line is for people because i do actually want you to go read this one because it's it's good um but it's it's words that basically would never have been spoken to eric so he assumed that it was just kind of a joke or like not real you know some superficial or you know like nonsense basically he just assumed it was nonsense he was like this isn't real nobody would ever Mm -hmm. say this to me um so go read it it's very good it's very cute uh i i simp for eric all day so hey he also it's written really well because it's a thing that eric talks in the third person and this whole converse this whole story is a conversation between him and the droga um so he does refer to himself as eric throughout and it's it's really good this person's obviously a fan um so yeah go read those um and now let's go ahead and get into ranking so for first where do you think i would rate this for you i think you would say you would probably like it like it okay yes good guess but no it's take it or leave it for me okay that was gonna be my second choice i know it wasn't (laughs) love it but yeah so it's not as bad as it depends where i have to really specifically be looking for something i already would like to be like okay soulmate you is fine for this one it's kind of like if it's there okay if it's not i don't care (laughs) like um usually for me it's just kind of a trapping of the greater story if it uses as mechanics interestingly i'll probably be into it otherwise i probably won't read it for more than a couple chapters where do you think i would put mine oh for me for guessing for you we can try that um we're going to because i'm telling you to for you i would probably say probably 
won't read it. You didn't seem very into it. I actually would put it as take it or leave it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I think I, after hearing that people tried to actually take time to reverse some of the uh, soulmate mechanics yeah, and the idea of having it engraved on people, I would give that a chance. Okay. Um, I didn't like this one version that we read about <laughs> Harry Potter just because there was just way too many bad There was memes. a lot of other stuff going on in it. Um. I think there could be some fun mechanics in Soulmate AU, but overall, you just gotta do you got you gotta do your AUs, but or you gotta do your your fan fiction fan fictions well. Yeah, and it's really gonna depend on I feel like how old you are. To be <laughs> quite honest, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a thing in fan fiction in general that it just kind of suffers from lack of theme um so i feel like the stories that interweave the theme with the trope end up getting wrecks instead of being reads so that that phantom one i i wanted to read but then i was like they do it too meaningfully you know there wouldn't be a lot for us to talk about because they do it so well um so just go read it um but these other ones you know they were just kind of done kind of tactlessly i guess and there wasn't any real like meaning behind them it's just kind of like well that killed 20 minutes to read that <laughs> like um i think as you get older that's when you start deciding that theme is more important um i can see with a lot of young readers theme starts becoming more in their literary vernacular once they start thinking about song lyrics so that harry potter one i think is on the they're on the cusp of becoming a better writer because they were using song lyrics. I'm the kind of person that, like, I I hate horror things. <laughs> I, I honestly, there's nothing more where I'd be like, nope, don't like that. <laughs> but I will personally put myself through the pain of playing a horror video game just because I know it's something that I absolutely hate, but I never really got to experience that when I was younger. Yeah. So I want to know more and absorb more of that. I feel like when it comes to AUs, where it's like, I hated that Harry Potter thing, but that would be probably some of the shit I would actually be like, I hate cringe so much that I have to read more of it, <laughs> just because it's like, sometimes it's so funny to me having that bad cringe that it turns back into that laughter of like yeah. watching a, a good bad Fully movie. Fully shoots the moon and comes back around to being funny. Yeah. And like that's I guess in ways that's why I partially love that Harry Potter AU and hated it at the same time where it's like I'm so don't want to be in my skin right now, but at the same time I'm loving every second of how badly good this is written. Yeah. I uh, I didn't love the story, but I loved that the author was obviously having a very good time. But I will say that Personally, in my opinion, and some people have probably really good opinions to disagree with me on this, having the ability to hear your soulmate's music, I think is just a very poorly designed idea. Yeah. And it's like, really? That's what we're going to go for? It'd be like, (laughs) well, I listen to music. Why doesn't my soulmate hear every song I listen to? Yeah. Because we're connected in a special way. I understand the compulsion behind the idea. It's because when you're young, 
you want so hard to be seen and understood. Yeah. But on the same token, you kind of want to be a little misunderstood because then you're a little mysterious. And that means that you're not like other girls, um, which is eventually something we all, all, and I say this as a woman, fully anticipating that the people who write these stories are mostly teenage girls. Let's be fair. That's the demographic that writes fan fiction. So eventually we kind of grow out of this phase of wanting to distance ourselves from other people. So that weird kind of compulsion of wanting to be understood, wanting to be misunderstood, it kind of coalesces in, in the idea that people can kind of get me through my music but still also appreciate that I like kind of different things. So like the name dropping is where you see it. Um, the same kind of thing with like, like I said earlier, the Animal Crossing villagers. So like there were a couple oddballs thrown in, like stuff that you wouldn't immediately think is being popular. Cause then you think, oh, well this person isn't, you know, cookie cutter. They're not milk toast. Like they like, you know, Phoebe over like Queenie, you know, or whatever the fuck that means. This person listens to mother, mother, you know, but also Cardi B, like, they're layered. They're interesting. Um, so we all want to be perceived as interesting, but also slightly unattainable. And when I say we, teenage girls. I know. You mean like the universal <laughs> we in the yeah. sense of... Eventually you kind of grow out of it as you become an adult when you realize that really none of us are interesting. Um, <laughs> but also... <laughs> But also in that way, everybody is interesting as well because we still put up with each other despite none of us really being all that unique. The only people that are truly interesting are <laughs> movie stars and the only reason they're interesting is because the media tries to make them interesting where in reality, they're, they're really boring, boring people too. Boring, vapid people. Yeah. It's um, I always think of this shirt my friend Simon wore in high school um, that said, you're unique just like everybody else. Which is so cynical, but if you read it through a more, you know, a more positive lens. Oh, I was going to say like perspective, like the color glass or looking rose tinted glasses, rose tinted glasses. Not really, because rose tinted glasses are like um, a facade. Thank you you for just understanding what I was trying to say. I get what you mean. But yeah, if you view it through a more positive lens, you know, that's true. Like, but it also unites us because we are all. We are all the same in the fact that we are all different. And that's great. You don't have to be mis- you don't have to be understood on a micro a microscopic level for people to think you're interesting. People are just inherently interesting, but they're also inherently boring. So I, I get it. So like with the li- song lyrics, this is a person trying to kind of come into their own mm-hmm. and realizing that there are greater stories to tell beyond just focusing on themselves. So fan fiction is interesting when it's written by older people who give it theme and narrative and it's kind of like why aren't you just writing your own books at this point um but fan fiction has got a built-in baked-in audience so that's why (laughs) uh anyway we got a little deep there (laughs) let's go ahead and move on to our our uh last segment which is fic libs all right, go ahead and start with us with the title that made me laugh so hard earlier. This is going to be like really hard for me because I chose some very annoying <laughs> words this week where it's like, haha, I'm torturing you by right, making you write this down. And yet I'm torturing myself because then I have to re-say all these words after forgetting what I said. Yep, me picking cars as fan fiction. This story is called Tactical Yaoi Action. <laughs> Am I supposed to do voices for this? No. 
No, please don't. <laughs> you guys, like, mm. You'll know why in a minute, y'all. Well, I know because I see papyrus is the very first thing. <laughs> Spoilers alert. Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler for this thing we're about to read. Fuck! Papyrus cursed and tried to wedge a dresser against the door. A musky-looking person had followed him to his haberdashery, and he was afraid he wouldn't be able to meet with his burnt agent. A tense few fortnights passed. There was a wet slap at his window. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln, Papyrus let him in. You're late. Looks like you'll have company soon, said Abraham Lincoln. I do not tell a lie. Wow, that was stupid. Abraham Lincoln said, do you have the PDF? Yeah, Papyrus pulled out a Macintosh and handed it to him. Just an entire computer. (laughs) Just a full fucking desktop and (laughs) monitor and everything. With this, you can skate their central webpage and stop the farting operation. (laughs) I asked him for for that and he's like, fart. And I was like, come on. And he's like, you want sharding instead? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my spot. Sorry. Um their central webpage and stop the farting operation. Do pay attention. It's password locked. The password is onomatopoeia. <laughs> That'd be a horrible password. Jesus Christ. Right. But didn't I do a good job of writing it? Yes, I didn't know what word you said. <laughs> Any other geese for me? His stinky agent asked. It's not you. New Year's XX underscore pasta lord 69 underscore XX, the technician said. Maybe next time I'll get you an exploding koi fish. (laughs) They were interrupted by the carpet blowing into pieces. Time to squish Abraham Lincoln. Wait, well, sorry. (laughs) Time to squish. Abraham Lincoln grabbed Papyrus and pulled him down the other exit. They ran down the chimney and into a waiting Mazda. After making sure they weren't followed, Abraham Lincoln dropped his contact outside a John's bait shop. I'll dance with you later. He had to go back and finish the job. Look over there, Papyrus handed him a normal-looking light bulb. There's a collapsible chainsaw and a tracker in that. He scanned the area. Spacey luck. When do I ever need luck, Abraham Lincoln gave him a guileless smile. Every bitch-titting day, Papyrus (laughs) ducked in the John bait shop. He smoked his agent. <laughs> God, that was a roller coaster of words. You made my boy Papyrus swear so many times in this story. <laughs> Every bitch titting day. Bitch titting day. Anyway, that was fun. I was just, I got such a laugh at a tactical yaoi action. <laughs> I'll have to try to read these stories seriously in like a, a throwaway podcast episode where I just. <laughs> Me going from beginning to end, just so you can have the audio of me reading all these horrific <laughs> stories together. Without a bunch of laughing from me and ums and ahs in the middle, where he tries to figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. <laughs> well, you, so, I'm reading these Mad Libs is not easy. I, I don't like when books do like, oh, we're going to start a sentence on one page <laughs> and then continue the same sentence on the other page. Yeah. So when you're reading this out loud, you sound like a freaking idiot. <laughs> But it doesn't take much for me to do that anyway. So. <laughs> That's okay. We're two halves of a whole idiot. We've already established this. It's my turn on the brain cell. <laughs> it's, my, it's my turn with the brain cell. <laughs> anyway, that was our episode this week, guys. I uh, hope you had fun. Um, 
as always, going to go ahead and plug our socials and our email. We're rated T for F word uh, and any social media platform you can want. Um, I do always link my Tumblr as well. If you guys want to engage there, just don't read ahead. It contains all of my fan fictions. Um, if you've got any longer form criticism or uh, comments, you can email us at ratedtforfword at gmail.com. Or if you're a spambot, that's where you can contact us too. We've now gotten enough readers that we've got spambots contacting us now. Yay, we're making Yay! it. <laughs> it's our first milestone. Hooray. Um, Please also do give kudos to any of these stories if you go check them out, if you're reading along. Uh, send us Rex, send us reviews. We are still reading reviews. Nothing to read this week. So even if you guys just share us on Facebook, I'll shout out your name if there's nothing else to read. Um, otherwise, I hope you guys are having fun. Get vaccinated um, so we can go to cons eventually <laughs> i've already booked cons for august and september y'all we need fucking herd immunity at this point i want to go i'm going to mothman fest this year <laughs> i'm doing it you could still go see mothman without actually partaking into anything fun because it's canceled anyway. but i want to see people wearing big dumb mothman costumes i, I want to make one <laughs> i want a mothman kigu that's what i want you want a mothman kigu that'll be cute i do that's what i want have fun making that <laughs> yeah i probably would have to Anyway, bye everyone. Have a good week. We'll see you. Uh, see you here again in two weeks. And make sure to always listen or die. A poorly designed RT quote at the end of his videos. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye everyone.